This is an All Ears English podcast, episode 447, Guns in the United States and a Call to Action from the New York Times. Welcome to the All Ears English podcast, downloaded more than 10 million times. We believe in connection, not perfection, with your American hosts, Lindsay McMahon, the English adventurer, and Michelle Kaplan, the New York radio girl, coming to you from Boston and New York City, USA. Today, we'll go into the gun epidemic in the U.S., why Americans defend their right to carry guns, and how we see it come out in the English language. Wondering about your fluency level? Take our simple English fluency quiz and find out if you're 50% fluent, 65% fluent, or 80% fluent. Plus, get ready for an exciting new course release coming up in early June. Learn from real English conversations so you can finally get competent. Take the quiz at allearsenglish.com slash fluency score. Hey, Michelle, how are you doing today? I'm good, Lindsay. How are you? I'm pretty good. And Michelle, I want to go into something a little bit different today. So we talk a lot about optimism and being happy in life. And we're generally pretty optimistic people. But it's been a tough season here in the US. The last few months have been some really kind of bad things have happened around this country. And, you know, especially in the area of guns and violence. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's just crazy. And I thought it would be really interesting for our listeners to go into something a little bit different today because, hey, it's not all, what's that expression they say? It's not all sunshine and roses. Is that yeah. a true expression? I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, unicorns real- and rainbows and yeah, rainbows. I mean, there are real realities out there and we can't ignore them. And I think it's important to get it out. So I was really disturbed by what happened a couple of Fridays ago in San Bernardino, that yeah. a bunch of people were killed at a social services center um, by some radical extremists. And it was a scary thing. And this has been happening more and more. And it comes back to the issue of gun control. Every right. time something like this happens, we come back to the issue of why is it so easy for Americans to get their hands on guns? Right, right. right. Yeah, it's uh, very disturbing. And, you know, unfortunately, it's really become routine in this country. And um, that's not okay. Wow. When killing has become routine, I mean, we have a real problem, right? right? I mean, it's like, it's people just, it's people, I don't think people are totally numb to it. But I think um, every time it's very disturbing, but it's like, but it's not surprising. It's not surprising. It's not surprising until it happens close to home. You know, when I was in graduate school, I went to school with a a woman who had gone to Newtown. Remember Newtown, the Connecticut thing that happened last year? I I think it was. I was disturbed. When? No, I think it was two years ago, three years ago. um, I don't know. Maybe three years ago. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. It it was awful. It was just a terrible, terrible thing. It was terrible with those kids. I mean, she went to school there and she knew people in the community. So when it happens that close to home, that really hits us. But you're right. I think that we see this on the news all the time and we start to develop some protections around our own hearts sometimes. 
So I, anyways, to just put this down into numbers here, like real numbers, let's take a look. Like what is the situation regarding guns in the states and what's being done about it? Right. So I looked for some statistics and I went to the Pew Research Center, which is a trusted source for statistics. And mm-hmm. I found some interesting things. So it said mm-hmm. about a third of all Americans with children under 18 have a gun in the household. Mm-hmm. About a third. Does that surprise you? Um, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, uh, yeah. It's a, that's, mm-hmm. a, that's a lot of people. What about you? What do you think? It, it doesn't surprise me. I mean, obviously, like when I was growing up, we ne- I never saw a gun like we didn't have gun. It was nothing we ever. It was just I, I wasn't in that kind of culture. Like n- that wasn't the first thought of how to protect our family from my, my right. father, my parents. They wouldn't right. think about having a gun. Right. You know, it's but for a lot of people in this country, that's the first place they go in their heads. <laughs> right. Yeah, absolutely. So I think, yeah, it's just, yeah, it's surprising to me just because it's unfamiliar to me. And, um, so yeah, it's like when you hear a number like that, it is a little surprising. I don't know to me. Yeah, I think so too. And, and this, no, this, this is obvious. We kind of knew this before, but this Pew Research Center also said that rural resident, rural, like country residents and older adults are disproportionately more likely than other Americans to have a gun, right? Even mm-hmm. more so than urban Americans. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think that makes sense, right? Yeah, Cause you that, see a lot of the gun ownership. <laughs> yeah. Um, Republicans are twice as likely as Democrats to be members of a gun owning household. Not surprising. Not surprising. Um, <laughs> And what was the last statistic, Michelle, that we found? Um, okay. According, uh, the Southerners are almost, uh, are just about as likely as those living in the Midwest or the West to have a gun at home. Mm-hmm. And, but one exception is that households in the Northeast, gun prevalence is significantly lower, right? Mm-hmm. Than in other parts of the country. So in the Midwest or the West, it's more common to have a gun. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas, in so Southerners are just about as likely as those living in the Midwest or the West to have a gun at home. But the Northeast is a little bit different. And I think that's why we live in a bit of a bubble here, Michelle, yeah. in the Northeast. Oh, yeah. I mean, oh, my God, living in Cambridge, Massachusetts, it'd be hard to find someone who has a gun here, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't. It's just not a part. Yeah, I think it's regional. I think that that's why, you know, it's so like shocking all the time. But I know um yeah, people living in different places. It's a totally different thing. It's a different thing. Absolutely. I mean, they feel Mm -hmm. like they need to protect themselves. It's, I don't know, it's crazy. So one of the reasons we wanted to do today's episode was that the New York Times published, this is a huge deal for the New York Times. If any of our listeners listen, uh, read the New York Times, there was an editorial on the front page of the New York Times a few Sundays ago. It's the first time in 95 years that they've published a front page editorial. The New York Times is a pretty liberal paper, right, Michelle? Right, right. Right. And so I thought it would be interesting to read uh, what the New York Times wrote. And for our listeners, I mean, the title was, so it's kind of a call to action to end this epidemic of gun ownership and violence in the U.S. And I think this is really important. It's a big deal that they did this. So the Mm -hmm. title was End the Gun Epidemic in America. Mm-hmm. And it was by the editorial board. Michelle, do you want to go ahead and read it out so our sure. listeners can see what was written? Sure. So it says it is a moral outrage and a national disgrace that civilians can legally purchase weapons designed specifically to kill people with brutal speed and efficiency. Mm. These are weapons of war, barely modified and deliberately marketed as tools of macho uh, vigilantism and even 
Insurrection. Mm-hmm. America's elected leaders offer prayers for gun victims and then callously and without fear of consequence reject the most basic restrictions on weapons of mass killing as they did on Thursday. They distract us with arguments about the word terrorism. Let's be clear. These spree killings are all in their own ways acts of terrorism. Yeah, absolutely. And so it's just kind of a call to action to kind of, to kind of stop this and to just take another look at this. I mean, it's incredible. I know that you know, Obama, uh, Joe Biden has tried to pass some mm-hmm. laws around gun control, especially after Newtown, and he didn't get anywhere because of the NRA. What's yeah. the NRA, Michelle? The National Rifle Association. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. And they have such a huge following in this country and they have so much money, so much money. Right. Right. Um, and they use these fear tactics, right? They, they, they mobilize their group by scaring them into the idea of, no, these liberals are going to take our guns away. Don't, right. you know, don't let it happen. And, oh, it's incredible. It's such a complicated topic. Yeah. And, uh, and, you know, a lot of times their argument is that <laughs> more guns actually are the solution. Well, and that's really interesting because I was talking to a friend of mine who lives here in Cambridge, actually, uh, a few nights ago. And she was saying I was shocked because she said, you know, th- things are so bad right now in the U.S. with all this violence, you know, police killing uh, civilians and people killing each other. I think I better get yeah. a gun. And I said, what? Wow. And she's like an educated. She's an educated professional. Wow. And I was like. Can you say that again? She said, I think I better get a gun. I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was shocked. So, and I said, why? Why do you think that would help? I mean, don't you think that would make it more dangerous? If everyone gets guns, we're all going to be in danger. Isn't that right. obvious? I mean, that's my perspective. Oh, no. It's, it's my, perspe- my perspective as well. Um, I, I just... I don't know. I can't. I, I mean, the, the argument is like, oh, you know, that these especially there are, I guess, gun free zones. And they're saying, well, if somebody can't, comes into them, then uh, then people can protect themselves. And perhaps um, if somebody comes in to do a mass shooting that we could be protected and that somebody could shoot them. But uh, I think that's um, very wishful thinking that that they could be stopped just by I mean, these things probably happen so fast. I, I can't imagine a situ. I don't know. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I think, unfortunately, when it comes to the government making rules or not making laws against this gun ownership is, well, the Second Amendment is is yes. a big issue, right? The right to bear arms is yes. a huge, is the main argument that it always exactly. comes back to. But that's from years ago, hundreds of years ago, that we it doesn't apply anymore in many ways. And at the same time, gun ownership and gun production is big business for the U.S., right? Right, right. The second, uh, the second amendment was, um, from a long time ago. And I, I, it's not that I say, I, I don't know. I, I don't want to get too political on it, but, um, also it's, it's, it's from a long time ago and it wasn't necessarily meant, um, in the way of that these mass shootings. <laughs> oh my I mean, gosh. it was not, it, it definitely wasn't meant that it, like to make mass shootings, uh, possible for people and these, uh, assault r- rifles, right? It was, it was for a different time. That's so right. it's not that it was wrong, but you know, um, it was not, I, I don't think, um, when they created that amendment, they had this in mind. 
Yeah, we have to look at these documents and decide, is this really applicable now? And what's really happening now? We can't just stick to this because it was written a long time ago and say, oh, this is the law. This is the rule. We have to reevaluate things and take a new look, I think. But because people are getting killed. I mean, this I feel like especially this fall, a lot of bad things have happened and it's starting to scare me. But oh, I've had nightmares about it. (laughs) Like, it's just have you? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like I'm very like. I find it very scary and um but it's interesting because in other countries obviously unfortunately there are also problems but I know in Australia for example they had a mass shooting and they changed their laws and yeah you know other countries um have different approaches that our country isn't um willing to take at this point So what is it going to take, right? What is it going to take before these laws start to change? Before we start to reevaluate that it's, it's weird that in many states, people can go to Walmart and buy a gun that could kill people and, you know, very quickly. That's really weird to me. Yeah. And it's wrong. You know, I, ugh. Anyways, so it'll be really interesting to see what our listeners have to say. But since we're language people, Michelle, Mm -hmm. (laughs) one, and and one, and one last thing. Sorry, quickly. I think that our country is famous for this now. And it, that's so sad because our country does so many good things and um there's so yeah. many good parts about our country. But I think that and maybe our listeners, I, I'd be curious. Oh my God, you hear all the time issue. about little kids all the time, all the, all time. the time, like, you know, and that's a, there's an accident <laughs> all the time. And often I've seen in the news. This is just kind of what I've seen, but often the parents don't change their perspective on gun ownership. They, they, they double down on it. You know, mm-hmm. they, even if that happens, they lose their child. They still feel like it's okay to have a gun in the home a lot of times. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So anyways, let's just throw out for our listeners a couple of (laughs) phrases and show our listeners how this concept of guns is actually baked into our language. Now, some of these phrases, even though the two of us don't believe necessarily in gun ownership in most cases, um, you know, we still use these phrases, some of them, right? It doesn't mean that you're saying anything about guns if you're using the phrases, but guys, you might hear these, hear these phrases out there and just to talk about how it's baked into our culture and our history in so Mm -hmm. many ways. And these are just four of a lot that I'm sure we could have 10 or 15 of them here today. Yeah. Oh, definitely. So the first one, Michelle, what is it? The first one is um, jump the gun. To jump the gun. <laughs> right. And this make I think this one is comes back to like when a gun is fired in a race, like a horse race. Uh, you know? Yeah. Like going before. Yeah. Yeah. Like starting before the gun is fired. Yeah. Starting before the gun is fired. Oh, I jumped the gun on that. I, I did something prematurely. Right? right. 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 I didn't wait until the right time. I jumped the gun. I I definitely use that, I think. Or I would use that. Oh, for yeah, sure. yeah. 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 And the next one, I like to ride shotgun. <laughs> <laughs> Why is it called that? I think I'm not totally sure. We could do a little research, but I think it goes back to like the Wild West days when people probably were carrying guns in the, in the, the passenger seat of, Mm, you know, the driver. So to ride shotgun, the shotgun part of the car is where the passenger in the front is riding next to the driver. So a lot of times like kids, like siblings, especially, you know, if they're running to the car, they'll, they'll call out shotgun. And if they're the first one to say it, it means they get the front seat. Yeah. Like I get shotgun. Right. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, yeah, I call shotgun. And we don't think about the fact that we're saying gun. No. It's not, we don't think about no, holding no, a gun no. in, in the front seat or anything. It just, it's baked into the language. Again, the next one is under the gun. You're really under the gun. Do you use that one? Um, I mean, I know it. I don't know that I say it. What, what about you? I don't think I say it, but I know it too. Yeah. So to be under pressure, right? We're really mm-hmm. under the gun with this deadline, right? You know, yeah, time's running right, out, right. six more hours. We're under the gun. 
Mm-hmm. The next one I like because I like to use that. Yeah, stick to your guns. Yeah, to stick to your your morals or your beliefs or what you've said. You know, it's a sign of integrity right. when you do what you say you're going to do. And I think, you know, we talked about a lot. We've talked on the show a lot about confidence and staying within what you say you're going to do within integrity. So stick to your right. guns. I like that one. Right. Like don't change like for something, you know. I don't don't know. let <laughs> things don't let things sway you. Right. There you go. Yeah. There you go, Lindsay. <laughs> right. Don't be a politician who takes money and then changes their vote for things. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the other thing. There's a lot of lobbying with the NRA. I mean, the NRA does a lot of lobbying in the, in the government. And that's so it gets re- it's there are so many forces that we don't even see that we don't even know about that are happening below the surface when it comes to gun control in the US. And I think that that's a big part of the problem because the NRA right. just has so much money. Right, right. You know, so, all right, we're going to wrap it up today, guys. Hope you like this episode today. We decided to go into some, a bit of a heavier topic today. You know, um, again, it's not all sunshine. And sometimes, <laughs> you know, when something serious happens, we, we want to address it on this show and we want to know what you guys think. So come back to allearsenglish.com and type in the search bar to, uh, four, four, seven and leave us your comments. Let us know what you think about this whole situation of gun control in the U.S. and what we could do about it. So, Michelle, any final thoughts for today? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm glad we talked about this. Me too. I'm glad we did too. Yeah, we, we can talk about more than just, uh, just sunshine yes, <laughs> once yes. in a while. <laughs> All right, Michelle. Thanks for bringing us up, Lindsay. Cool. We'll be back tomorrow with hopefully a more inspiring yes. topic. Yes. <laughs> Have a good Talk day. to you tomorrow. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to All Ears English. And if you're taking your IELTS exam this fall, Get our free IELTS checklist, the seven easy steps to a seven or higher on the IELTS. And if you believe in connection, not perfection, be sure to subscribe to our podcast on your phone or on your computer. See you next time.